0: Hey, welcome to the FIRE Podcast. I am Ryan Rhodes. Thank you for joining us today for the FIRE Podcast relaunch. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, I have my friend Vince Garage in today, and he is going to be actually leading the discussion, asking me questions about life since Columbus, what's next. Today we cover the vision and purpose of relaunching the FIRE Podcast. We discuss learning how to have faith that moves heaven, And we discuss the intentionality of Jesus and our process to destiny. I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Also, if you enjoy the FIRE podcast or you've been touched by uh, the FIRE movement uh, and our ministry and what we've been doing, uh, please consider supporting our ministry either one time or monthly, you can go to firemovement.com slash support to do so. And we really appreciate it. Also share this, uh, this podcast with your friends, your family, send it out to everyone, you know, um, and, and help us get the word out now for a quick sponsor segment. And then we will jump right into our podcast.
1: Religion loves Jesus, the teacher is even okay with Jesus the prophet. Religion is not okay with Jesus the breaker of bondage, the transformer of hearts, the savior of nations. Cuz the real Jesus is the anointed one. He doesn't just have good teachings. He is the the breaker of bondage. He will transform you. You got to go after knowing him more. He's worth it. He's worth he's worth your time. He's worth your life. And there's there's nothing this this city, this nation, the nations of the world are not going to be transformed by a satisfied people. They're going to be transformed by lovesick warriors. Because if he's for us, who can be against us? If the king of the universe and all of his goodness, all of his backing, if all of heaven is for you, is standing behind you, supporting you, how how could anything succeed against you? How could you fail? We could, we could change the world. That's not just a fun phrase. If you'll give your life to this thing, to the real thing, if you'll find the real Jesus, the one who burns with eyes of fire, if you'll get a real hunger in your belly and you don't let anything else stop you, and if you'll if you align yourself with who you are as a son or daughter of God, there is nothing that can stop you. This is
0: the Fire Podcast. Hey, I'm here with my friend, Vince Kanagaraj. And uh, today, uh, for since this is our relaunch podcast, we're going to do this a little bit differently. You'll actually get to know Vince uh, more here in our next episode. Uh, but for this episode, he offered to interview me a little bit about the vision, uh, why we're doing this podcast, kind of where I've been at, because um, I somewhat disappeared <laughs> for a couple years. Uh, from ministry as we moved out here to Seattle and got settled in. Um, so I'm going to turn this completely over to Vince to to lead the conversation and take it wherever he wants to go. And uh, yeah, it'll be a
2: lot of fun. Yeah. Um, well, I think first, Ryan, I would love for you to share a little bit more of the trajectory of the podcast and what's coming, like what, what you have kind of scoped out for the for the next few months and things like that.
0: Oh yeah. That's a good question. Um yeah, so right now uh the aim of the podcast is um you know it's gonna be conversations mainly around the church and what, what's God doing in the earth, uh and the nations, the church, uh with God's people, within the fivefold. Um so we're just covering a kind of a wide range of, of topics in that area. So I've I've picked out Um, people that I know uh, decently well that I I, want to pick their brain because this is just going to be an open conversation. Um, So I've got guests coming on, uh, like my pastor here, um, Russell Johnson. He'll be on for an episode. I've got another friend, uh, another pastor here in Seattle that's going to be on. I've got a friend at King Jesus or or El Rey Jesus in Miami uh, that will be on, uh, which is Apostle maldonado's church um and i just i want to capture a wide range of people of voices uh that have different perspectives um different cultures different even different streams of christianity uh so that's that's kind of where it's headed mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how it all plays out um, yeah. and then ultimately like this is kind of this is going to be my personal uh kind of my personal ministry and expression of of milka and i's ministry Um, and just a way to to create content that way. Uh, But we're also doing this in partnership with the Dive Collective, which there will be more information coming on soon, but Fire is a part of the Dive Collective.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, I've been obviously behind the scenes a little bit, um, you know, with you over the past couple of months um, as you've been putting this together and um, effectively relaunching this fire podcast and um, just have heard maybe some of the heart behind the fire podcast to begin with. And then um, just kind of where it is right now. And I would say that um, one, I think I would ask you to like maybe even restate like, why did you start the fire podcast? And um, I think from there, I'd like just to hear um, a little bit about your journey with Jesus over the past few years that has mm-hmm. gotten you to this place where you're like, hey, fire needs to start up right now.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so the first part of that, why was the podcast started? So originally we we started this while we were in Columbus. Uh, Jeffrey Hawthorne really ran with us and did an amazing job. And that's kind of like the whole first season. If anybody goes back and listens, like the whole first season is uh, him and Nick Hawthorne uh, is on a few of them, and Avery's, on a, a, Avery Brooks is on a, a few, like as as a co-host. Um, and so they did a great job. Um, and and the at that time the focus was, we were we had a thriving community. God was doing stuff with fire and. God gave me this word about exporting our culture, finding ways to export mm. our culture. So we we had blogs, we had podcasts, different things like that. Um, that that word still holds true now, but it's a little bit different. So mm. over over our time here in Seattle, uh, this the strange thing started to happen where um, people who I've never met in my life started to find our podcast, and it was <laughs> it was happening. Uh, at, at times, like a couple people a month would reach mm-hmm. out to me and say, hey, I heard your I heard your podcast and I just like, you're speaking, you're speaking God's heart. And like mm-hmm. the, these are the things that God's been speaking to me in this season are, are what you're speaking in that podcast. And they thought that the podcasts were like current. They were like current oh, wow. podcasts. Like I had just preached that. And, and I had, I mean, I had people offer to move here and mm-hmm. ask me like, hey, can I come be a part of your church and things like that? And I'm like... Uh, there's yeah. <laughs> nothing like we're just, we're just chilling with Jesus right now. Yeah. Um, and so, but the, there was this, this thing kind of stirring in me and it took me back to, to a, a prayer I had, uh, actually in 2017, uh, before we had even left Columbus, I mm-hmm. was realizing like there was a, there was a favor on my life to get in front of people, to have conversations with people, um, that most people would never have a chance to. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember Bill Johnson, he, he has this, I'll probably butcher his quote, but basically that favor ends with you. It never reached its intended target. And so I always, I always knew that I had this, I had this favor on my life to get in front of the apostles, the prophets, like these wealthy business people, like people that like, they carry such wisdom and they've got a history with God that all of us can benefit, benefit from tapping Mm -hmm. into and and Mm -hmm. hearing more about and hearing their stories and I would end up with them. And in the back of my mind, I'd always think, like, maybe it's, like, an includer side of me or whatever, but I'm like, more people need to be in this room right now. More people need to be hearing this conversation. So in this journey of, you know, we don't have a church, we don't really have anything, where everything's on hold, but I started having these people reach out. I, hey, I need, I need more. Do you have more? Like, do you have a church? Do you do, you do this weekly? Is there anything I can tune into? Mm-hmm. And I just had this nagging thing, how can, how can I, how can I take the favor I have and extend it to people uh, that are hungry, that are desperate for more of God, that are maybe in environments where uh, they, they're in churches that are, are, are not, you know, super hungry or not going after the same things or they don't have a good church or maybe they have a great church, but they're just like looking for more. Um, you know, how can I reach those people? How can I help those people? And so, uh, it was definitely a journey with God of praying into that i did I don't like this sort of thing in general, like I don't like doing social media. I don't like putting up a bunch of content. I don't like Facebook lives like personally, it's just not my thing to do. And yeah, you've I, been fighting it for a little bit, huh? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. God, there was a lot of stuff that I had to work through with God. Um, but really, 2020 was the point when I'm like, oh, awesome, reset. We're all going to rest and do nothing. Like, that's how it actually, and I felt like God intended that. Mm-hmm. And then God's like, as soon as I, like, submitted to that, I'm like, oh, this will be good just to do nothing. And we canceled everything, and we're just going to do nothing. And then God's like, hey, build this. Um and start start dreaming about this with me, and mm-hmm. so here we are, almost a year, uh, almost a year later, mm-hmm. a little less than a year later, and I'm actually doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Um, yeah, and it's been it's been kind of fun just to watch the journey over the past few months, just kind of um, develop, I would say, and get to this mm-hmm. place. I think that if I can speak just to uh, your character um, today that I think I think that I sense in the heart of um, the initial stages of fire. Like, I've, I obviously haven't known you that long, right? Like, I've known you for a couple of years now, but didn't know the Ohio roads, right? Mm. Um, but if I can speak to the character and the authenticity of who you are today versus what I hear in those earlier years, because I've gone back and listened to a couple of it, a couple of them. Um, I don't think much has changed in terms of your authenticity and your genuine heart to please the Lord. Mm. Um, but then also to father a generation and to yeah. equip to equip the body, right? Um, and to see uh, other people go faster and farther than you are, just mm. candidly. So I think that, This is really timely, Um, and uh, so I just wanted to honor that for a moment um, and uh, just speak to just kind of the level of authenticity that I have shared with you, right, in walking like and doing life together over the past couple of years here in Washington. Um, You kind of alluded to it, and I I think I want um, just to kind of, I don't know pick your brain a little bit, but you kind of alluded to like putting things on pause, like, Hey, we're up here in Washington, but we don't have a church. We don't have a ministry. We don't like, we're not, we're just chilling with Jesus. Literally is what you said. Um, man, I'd love to just kind of hear and maybe even for the people that are listening, like what has your journey been like specifically in that first year, Mm. um, just in transitioning from, you know, everything that you were in, in Ohio. And then essentially like just, well, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you kind of finish that statement. <laughs> what did you do? What did you do that led you to Washington? How, what did I do? What, what do you mean by that? Like, what was that final snapshot of, of Ohio like? And how did that transition into we're going to Washington and we're literally just going to build jesus a throne yeah um
0: our columbus our time in columbus uh and if i'm not if i'm not aiming this at the direction you were going let me know but our time in columbus was um that last year was amazing uh i it was everything i had i'd really hoped for and in 2017 like so we moved at the uh, in September of 2018. In 2017, uh, I just hit this this wall of frustration. But it was like a holy agitation more than frustration. Like I just wasn't okay with where things were, mm-hmm. and uh, in me even. Like it yeah. wasn't it wasn't bl- aiming at a church. It it, it was there, there's more like this gospel. Like be, being in this place that I, I was not dumb enough to question if the gospel was true, I was, uh, I at least had enough wisdom to know that the issue is with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like that this gospel is transforming and powerful and it's not in God's end. So like, what is, how do I align myself with that? Like this gospel is supposed to do uh, cause way more transformation than I've seen in my life and um, other people's lives. I'd walked with people for a while and seen them in the same cycles and so I just went on this journey. My wife and I, we both fasting, praying, going to, you know, meet people that we knew carried God, um, getting in the room with people, sewing into people, just like anything we could do. We just wanted to be in the room with people that knew God and carried that transformation we were looking for. Mm-hmm. So we do that and we were just burnt out, like when it came to ministry and all of that, like at the end of 2017, some of the people who listen to this will remember that time period, like... We ended up. We went through some stuff, and like, you know, community stuff happened, and and so we we ended up at like twenty five, twenty people maybe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and at the end of that coming to year, coming to fire or it, with fire, like okay. going into into twenty eighteen. Yeah, and uh, I remember I, I met with my. We had a core team of leaders, and so I met with them at one point, and I was like, guys, um. Oh man, I'm gonna try not to cry uh, talking about this. But I I just asked them, I was like, guys, can can we give one more year? Like I knew at this point God had already spoken to me that my time at the church we were at and in Ohio was coming to an end. Mm-hmm. He didn't give me dates, but he said he said we were released, he said we could go mm-hmm. and um and so I just I kind of was like with him, I was like, Guys, I know we're all burnt out, I know this doesn't we haven't seen what we wanted to see happen. Um, I know we could coast until we leave. But I was like, let's let's just give everything we have and and give give another year and just see if God shows up. Hmm. And yeah. um and it was with this new fire that was in me where I was like, I've gotta go after the real gospel. Like I can't I can't do this religious thing anymore where it's form without power, everything looks good, but there's no transformation, people aren't changed, lives aren't changed. And so um we did and we went after it and we saw God move in such an incredible way. And so fire really grew. There was a lot of people that came in in that time period, a lot of friends, a lot of people I'll never forget, um, that I love so much because they they came in that season and I got to watch their lives transform, got to have them in my living room, got to baptize a lot of them, baptizing them in waterfalls and all kinds of stuff, like (laughs) just awesome things. It was one of the greatest seasons of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, it was so much fun. Uh, and in the midst of that, it was about April, I think, of 2018, I have a dream. Well, first, first I get contacted by three different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is uh, a prophet, one's a, a, a good friend that's a teacher, and one's a pastor. And so they all are in different places in the country. They are not connected. And two of them call me and basically tell me the exact same thing. They said, leave now or God's going to kill what you're doing. And, uh, and I was fighting it. Um, and it wasn't, your heart is
2: honor, right? Like,
0: yeah. 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 And I was like, I can't, I can't leave. Like this is, uh, actually, so this would have been later. I'm bad with dates. I need my wife here. Um, (laughs) but anyways, it was at this point I knew God was telling us to go. And then I got, I got the date in a dream. So anyways, I had two people contact me, say, leave now, or God's going to kill what you're doing. And the third person said, Hey, I really feel like there's a transition coming and you're resisting it. And mm. I said, yeah, I, I I am. Because this is everything I've pressed for for the last like eight years. Um, mm. This is like what God showed me eight years ago. It's finally happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had favor. We're getting invited places. We're doing mission stuff, you know, stuff in Central America. And it was just going, everything was going the way we wanted it to, to go. And they said, did God like... Is everything that god's shown you is it happening and i said yeah and they're like is there anything else that hasn't happened i said no and they're like so you fulfilled the vision like and it's time to move on and once you go he'll give you more vision yeah uh, and that was just a hard thing and so then it became okay if i have this period of time uh this this last little period of time with this group of people most of them new believers um you know, or people new to this, like this gospel, this, the, the, this reality of how real and tangible and powerful Jesus is. I have this group of people that this is all new to them. Mm. How do I, what do I do? And so then we, uh, I just felt like, you know, I paid attention to what Jesus did with his disciples when he knew he had limited time and he just taught them his ways, the ways of the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so we just got back to the basics of what Jesus taught his his disciples that would become his apostles. Like he he knew well enough that if if I if I get these things in them, they can last the rest of their lifetime and perpetuate mm-hmm. uh perpetuate the gospel throughout the earth for all of eternity uh, as long as the earth is around the gospel will keep going if I get these things in them and mm-hmm. he did um, so we did those things and focused on those things and and more it became more and more clear it was time for us to leave um, and there's a lot to that that i i I won't really get into right now but uh and God kept speaking about going and then we we actually wanted to we weren't going to leave till the end of the year and, um, and yeah, this is in 20,
2: 2018,
0: 2018. Okay. We were going to leave in December Yeah. and, and start the new year in, uh, in Seattle. And, uh, and God had been speaking to us about moving to Seattle for since 2015. My wife and I spoke to us both separately. So like we knew that was coming and yeah. it was in 2017 when he was like, okay, you're released. And then, it became figuring out how do we do this process well? How do we honor the house we're in? How do we honor the leaders that have sown in our lives, like oh. their time and their, their wisdom, uh, money? Like, how do, how do we honor that? How do we honor God? How do we how do we steward these people he's given us and do all this well? Yeah. So that was like, that's what we came out of. That was a long way of answering that. Like, that's where it was at, and then we had to leave. And, yeah. and the when it felt like it was it was at this point like it could have turned into something even more
2: yeah wow Um, yeah let's let's pause there ryan uh, if you don't mind man like honestly what you're like describing is i mean the first thought that uh, i think i think probably everyone will relegate it to this but the first thought that came to mind was like abraham and isaac
0: hmm.
2: right like taking isaac up to the mountain and like all right god Here he is Hmm. on the altar. Like it's a promise, right? Like of generations to come to Abraham. Yeah. Like everything to a T wrapped up in this human, in this child, in this son. Yeah. And having to really like almost pit himself against what God's doing and be like, all right, God, it's yours. And like surrendering that. Um, Do you mind like maybe just sharing? um, I don't know if you've ever thought about it that way, but is there something that like you kind of like hold on to as like an example of that level of surrender in that moment where you're like, God, you've spoken these things to me. These things are happening. We are in the middle of all of this that you're doing that you've brought on that we've gone after and labored for and now you're asking us just to let it go. Like do you mind like just sitting there for a minute and like maybe explaining a little bit of your your heart and all of that? Because I think you, you kind of you kind of covered the overarching narrative, but I'm sure that like like if I were you, I would be like, God, I love you. And yeah, I totally would like sell it all, give it all, do it all for you. Mm. But like, were there like thoughts that you were wrestling in the middle of that that were like, I don't know, like for me, I'm analytical and I have such a deep love for honor and loyalty Mm. to where if I'm in that situation, like my mind would probably go to, man, I can't just leave my church. I can't just leave my community. I can't just leave all these things like this but then God's asking you to leave. And they would yeah. for me like I know that would mess with me. Right? Like and that's something that I would have to go to the Lord with. But I'm curious to know just a little bit about your thought process in that journey.
0: Yeah, I think um the the part that was the hardest was not it it wasn't it wasn't even the fears of, you know, if we leave this, like ministry's working right now, we're getting invited places, like that's all, that's all happening. Like those, those things that no one wants to admit that they dream about, but you dream about are all happening. Uh, None of that was really a concern. It was the people. It Mm. was, especially the new, the new believers. uh, I I just, I felt such a, uh, like you said, a loyalty, a responsibility. I mean, these were like, they felt like they were our kids, you know, like you're watching them transform, you're, you're in their life. You're going through hard stuff with them. Um, you're going through victories with them and, you know, I, walking away from that was, uh, was, and, and still is like one of the most difficult parts of it in my mind. Like mm-hmm. I still, I still have times where I'm just like, man, I wish, I wish I was just walking through that stuff with mm-hmm. them again. Um, and, and just in their lives like that. And it, but it was not, that's just not where God has us. And so there was really a, a, there was a a releasing kind of moment that I had to have, and actually it was more so even moving here, Mm. Uh, and just going through, not withdrawals isn't the way to say it, but just having like a longing to be with them again. Like I I relate to Paul a lot more when he talks about longing to visit, longing to Mm -hmm. be with certain people, Um, and I would feel that, and I just kind of had to remember that I'm not Holy Spirit, and... (laughs) You know, and it's like it's so easy to get caught up in like, oh, well, we've got to be the one, yeah, to to do this, like, yeah, and oh, what are they going to do without me, kind of stuff, and it's just like that stuff's unhealthy. And I, I, you know, you don't even realize it's there a lot of times until you are in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, that was that was difficult, um, walking away, but I had to, I had to trust the promise that he's he's got them. He's yeah. he's the one who can who can lead and pastor their soul better than I ever could. Uh, And he'll teach them and and lead them in all truth. So,
2: yeah, I think that's that's really important to consider, especially when like God's asking you to move, like everything, right? Like, and you've led a people, even if it's like you led your family, and you're like moving away from your family. It's like, yeah, Yeah. that's. I think that's good. Um, Yeah, so uh, I, I think that's. That's a good segue then. Um, obviously, so let's fast forward a little bit. You're in Seattle. You're working at a company, sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if I recall, you were just about to have Sophia.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so we... Uh, even, even all that's fun. Like, that's a fun story. Not fun at the time, but like ending up out here, applying to jobs... I was already talking uh, to the company I'm at now, uh, which is a great company, but I was talking to them. I was talking to a couple other companies, and I did not want to, like, you know, you you, you come out here, and this is where this gets kind of interesting. So, like, you have all these dreams of all this stuff's happening in ministry. Like, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be, like, we're going to go there, and we're just <laughs> going to be, like, just this will overflow over there. Yeah, You know, I'm thinking it's going to, the second we start it, you uh, it's just going to be a revival in Seattle. Like whether I would have admitted thinking that way or not, like that's what was in my heart. I'm like, Oh, all this amazing stuff, everything that's happening in us, we're just going to go there and be us. And this is going to explode.
2: Yeah.
0: That didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what, what did, uh, so we end up out here. We were, uh, not broke. Like we actually came out here with a decent amount of money, but like you know, that only lasts so long in Seattle. And so we didn't have jobs. We, you know, we're out here with a few other people and like nobody has jobs. And God just started working stuff out. And it was just amazing how everything we needed, God just provided Mm -hmm. as we went. But then we started experiencing like a lot of hardship. And so it's this weird, weird time of life where it's like, we're preparing for our first child. We're preparing for Sophia, uh, a little girl who I've had dreams about. For ten years, you mm-hmm. know, like of of this little girl, and have desired to have and have her and be her father for a decade, and you know, almost a decade at that point. And so, we're excited about that, and then, but we're here and we're just doing nothing,
2: <laughs> and like it
0: just doesn't feel like anything. You know, we're doing dinners and stuff, and it was mm-hmm. it was good, um, and it was a good season in that. Uh, and I actually didn't miss the ministry portion of things as as much, and like we went through a lot. Like as we came out and stuff, there was a lot of pain and stuff that happened, and people that got hurt and and things like that. Um, and, and so like that was weighing on us. But then we start and then we started experiencing like some demonic attack and like legitimate witchcraft and, and things i'm like oh this is a different atmosphere out here mm-hmm. than the religious midwest you know like mm-hmm. that i was used to and then we're out here and it's like it's just something else Yeah, um it's very postmodern. uh is probably a nice way of putting it mm-hmm. uh here and so it's just a, a different environment getting used to this this new atmosphere getting the the new culture new everything mm-hmm. um was very interesting all while c- celebrating one of the most exciting things that could ever happen to us having our child so yeah yeah not what we expected
2: <laughs> so um i mean you came out here with how many people
0: uh six of us six uh so three couples initially uh, came out yeah
2: okay wow and literally all you guys were doing was doing life together it sounds like right
0: mm-hmm. yeah i remember like we uh, we all lived in the same house. We just rented a, a big house. Uh, it was the only way we could afford to live here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> so it was six adults and a dog. Mm-hmm. And, uh, two of the women were pregnant. Um, and then we would just do dinners. And I remember so many stories like we, we needed a dinner table. And so we saw these tables and we had this dream of having a huge table. And I found these tables in downtown uh, downtown Seattle that were on like the fourth floor or something crazy <laughs> and had to park in a back alley. And it, it was this whole thing. And so basically like I had to go inside and you have to ring in and no one's there. And I, t- I told Peter, I was like, if I get trafficked or something, like if, if I'm not back in in, in in a couple of minutes, like call the police and uh, had to carry these, these tables down the stairs and stuff, but we got a table mm-hmm. and then like you know, we had to put our money together to get food each week and, uh, to do dinners together. And, but I, those times are some of my favorite times here so far Mm -hmm. is those times together, those early, early, uh, months where we were just, it was just us, you know, we had each other, we had common experience. We had the depression of not finding jobs and Mm -hmm. the frustration of that and money running out. And, you know, all those kinds of things, but it was there's so much happiness and joy in the midst
2: of it. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously you had Sophia and things kind of took off from there. Just on um, Yeah. Yeah, I remember because um, I, I I think we met what, like four months, five months after you moved here? Something like that. Uh or four months.
0: Four months would have been Yeah, that would have been like January. I think, was it January or was it more February? It was nice enough that we went to Whole Foods.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, whatever it was. I mean, it was like January, February, four or five months, something like that. Yeah. Um, And I think that I recall obviously going to Whole Foods. We'll get into some of that here um, next episode. But I think one of the things that um, stuck out to me is that you were, uh, if I can call you, you uh, were a different breed out here. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, you know, you mentioned like some of the the aspects of being in Seattle, like as being spiritually different than a Midwest where everyone's like going to the coffee shop and opening their Bible and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, um, but here it's like, dude, if you bring a <laughs> a brick of a Bible to a coffee shop, like. You'd be getting looks from across yeah. the room for days, you know. Um, so I'm curious to know maybe just kind of what you experienced because you, you said you even alluded to it. Like there were some spiritual attacks or some demonic attacks. Like there there's just a different dynamic to being out here. So I'm curious about what your relationship with Jesus looked like, like after you moved here. Yeah, it, it actually
0: quickly began to change uh, in, in the best way possible, or, or like a new, not necessarily change, but new dynamics, uh, uh, you know, were added to our relationship is probably a good way to put it. Um, I didn't have to pull on him for ministry, uh, so that that removes that, and it's like, altogether. Like, I mm. didn't have to be figuring out the next thing to preach, mm. you know, what was going to happen the next night. It was none of that. It just became life with God in a really beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that really began to happen to me, uh, I mean, there's a few. So, so one is faith became real uh, for us. We got to see what was real faith and what was uh not real faith because um, like in a in a christian you know uh, a midwest or bible belt kind of culture um I, one way to describe it is there's almost like a probability uh to uh there's like a probability to if you need a prayer answered like that's going to happen so what i mean by that is like if you're in the place where you need money for something there's a good chance that somebody is generous around you in the church you're in and is going to provide that. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like there's a higher probability that that's going to happen. That doesn't mean that you actually had real faith that pulled that in. Um, like the substance of faith, there, like there's something there's something so real to that faith to, to faith that can can move mountains, can can pull something in, can believe God for the impossible. And so I feel like I got to see what faith. I had that was real and what faith I had that was not real Mm. religious. It was form without power. It Mm. was, I can say the right things. I can put my mind on the right things, but there's no power behind it. Mm. Um, And so out here, can you, we didn't have, can I
2: interrupt and and maybe ask you like, Hey, share an example. Like what, what Um, was that like tangible? Yeah. I mean,
0: I'm trying to think of an exact example. I, I'm not thinking of one off the top of my head right now, but you know, the idea is if you needed something like we're, when we first got here, it was about our needs. Like it wasn't, it wasn't about anything else. It wasn't yeah. believing God for bigger things. It was like, I God, you got to show up or, you, or you're not. Yeah. Uh, well, one example is our house, you know? So, believe in God for a place to live here. Yeah. Um, and we're looking at stuff and we're looking at how much money we have. And there's six people, five of which don't have jobs. <laughs> and uh, you
2: came at like the height of the, the the market being high too.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so we're <laughs> like looking for houses. And I mean, we did not, we signed on a house uh, and everything in the process of coming out here. Like <laughs> everything was finalized in the process. So we're like, in the process of moving across the country, not knowing like it's actually going to work out. Yeah. Um, And so that's just, that, that's one example, but things like that, where it's like, God, you're either going to show up or you're not. There's not, there's not like a Christian community. There's not a church that is going to save us. Yeah. Like we're not surrounded by Christians who are going to hear God, you know, say, Hey, go give that person a hundred dollars. Like yeah. this is not going to happen. Um, And so just, we got to see God come through over and over again with things like that, where it's like, we're, we're desperate. We need this. God help. Yeah. (laughs) And then he, and he would. Yeah. Um, and, and we learned a lot about faith. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one aspect. Another aspect would be hunger. Um, I really, I really began to learn about, uh, Hunger in a way that I hadn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that really defined it for me was there's this guy named Peter Lewis, not not the one who lives here, but a different Peter Lewis, spelled okay. differently. Um, he posted a dream that his wife had, that had, and the dream included Heidi Baker, and so this is, this really shook me. But basically, Heidi Baker in the dream says to her, "There's, uh, and I might mess this up, but basically, there's two types of Christians. There's those who." Uh, are struggling to follow God and there there's those who follow God easily mm-hmm. and and she said the the woman's like what are you talking about and she says half of people ha- half of believers are hungry for God uh they're hungry for God because he's man I'm gonna mess this up I want to make sure I say this right yeah t- take a pause
2: take a pause here uh...
0: So they're hungry for God. Their hunger for God is based on what they can do for Him. And the other half of people, the ones who aren't struggling, their hunger for God is based on how much He loves them. Uh, she said it, it's, it's said better, but that's the, the basic idea is, and I really taught people not a not a striving, um, because it was a godly like hunger and i don't i don't think that that was wrong and yeah. like even what was happening in me i don't think it was wrong uh but there was this hunger because i wanted more of him because i loved him because uh he's worthy and all that's real uh but like it talks about i think first peter where like he, we only love him because he loved us first mm-hmm. and like there's this other there's this hunger that's driven out of this deeper place of like i'm so loved by him i absolutely need more of him yeah And that was like one of the transitions that began to happen in me was this, just getting this place where it was like, uh, I took, I took elements of, of, it's so interesting how we, we, uh, separate our lives into different things. But so like when I would preach, I did not care how people received it. Like there was times I did, but like towards the end, like I had no fear of man. I didn't care if people liked what I, I preached. I would literally leave those nights and I would, I would get alone with God, normally take a shower or something. I'd be like, father, are you pleased? Mm. And he would give me real feedback in those moments. Like, mm-hmm. and, and most of the time he'd say he's pleased. There's other times he's like, I didn't tell you to say that. <laughs> and I would have to repent, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, or, or, you know, I went this direction and you went this direction and I would have those times with wow. God that were really real. Wow. And, but I realized I wasn't once we were here, I realized I wasn't doing that in everything in my life. Mm. Like just being in that place where it's like, father, are you pleased? Are, are you pleased with the offering of who I am that I'm giving you, to you today? Because you love me so much. You're, you're actually, you're worthy of this. I'm overwhelmed by your love. I'm hungry for more of you. And that, that is driven out of this deeper thing of I'm, I'm just loved. And so I just, I want to be in this with you. I want to be aligned with you. I, I want to do it with my father. Mm. So that was another big thing, um, and then probably the last the last thing that really transformed in my relationship with Jesus is uh, I'll never forget we got out here. I think it was our first dinner, and I just I was inviting Holy Spirit, and I said I said Holy Spirit, we gave up everything just to know you mm. and just to come out here and be with you. And I'll never forget how He flooded. I don't know how everyone else experienced Him, but I remember Him flooding the room. And that began the process of learning how to relate to Jesus and his sufferings in a way I'd never had before, because we were dealing with rejection. We were dealing with people are angry at us. We were dealing with Christian witchcraft where, you know, people are praying their will over us and we're experiencing that we're experiencing the demonic, like, and I'm realizing like, Oh, in rejection or people's misunderstandings, I can now relate to Jesus over those things because he experienced the same things. And now We can have relationship over those things. And more and more, I just began to realize, and you and I have definitely talked about this. It's just like, and we get into this more in the next episode, but like this life is about relating to Jesus and being conformed to his image. So in everything, in our victories, in our lows, in our highs, in our our pain, in our suffering, uh, all of it. Is it's like it's another chance to be even closer to Him in a way we couldn't before that because relationship is built over common experience, and that that's probably transformed me more than anything. Um, mm. That piece, wow. like out of all those things, that piece is probably the piece that has has changed everything for me. It's just Jesus, I just want to relate to you in this. Like when I am excited to to play with my daughter. I relate over that with him Hmm. because he likes time with me, you know, like when, when things don't go my way or I'm frustrated, or I feel like depression trying to rest on me, you know, like, man, all this tried to rest on Jesus and he can relate to me in this. Like he's, like it says in Hebrews, like he's, he's not a far off distant God that can't relate. Like he's, he's been through everything we can go through. Every attack of the enemy has been thrown at him. Everything's rested upon him. So I can now relate to him and honor him and worship him in a place I couldn't before that moment. And that, that's, that's changed everything for me.
2: Yeah, man. Wow. I feel like we can just sit there for hours, man. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I think that. Gosh. Yeah. Holy spirit. We just thank you. We just thank you. Like, I just feel glory all over that, man. Um, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You know, I'll uh, I'll kind of like hand this back to you, man. Um, I think we're obviously stretching this out. Like, there's a lot that we haven't covered in your journey here in Seattle. Um in your journey over the past few years. And um, I think there's more to come. But I kind of want you to, um, if I can ask this of you, um, from that place of this raw, make me like Jesus place, like what's burning for your people that are listening to this? What's burning? Like coming out of the past few years, coming out of this deep desire and, and knowledge now, experiential knowledge, right? This intimacy with Jesus, where it's literally just you and him in the pits, if I can say it that way, or in these yeah. like lows and these highs. Like you've both you've experienced both of these now. And obviously you've got a lifetime before you, but like today, for people listening today. What is it? What's burning for them?
0: Yeah, I I think uh, the message of my life has continued to change. Uh, I feel like, uh, or maybe it's just multiple pieces of, of the same message. Um, but I'm just I'm coming back to this place more and more that I'm convinced that there, there's nothing more important than just knowing him. Mm. Uh, just just knowing Jesus, honoring the Father, befriending Holy Spirit. I mean that may that may uh, look like ministry like in the traditional sense, it may look like speaking places, but it may not and that's okay. Mm. Um, and and I, I feel like our lives, uh i've had people reach out and say you know what are you doing now are you preaching anywhere like people who knew us like really knew us in columbus knew the transition knew all that like hey are you going to do anything again and the answer is yes like ultimately we know like what's on our lives it's going to it's going to manifest uh in some way in ministry at some point but i've the, there's nothing more more valuable than knowing him and letting letting him take you through these places and and letting him crush things out of you and and have the relationship over the crushing and and i i just keep going back to you you gave me the book uh to read a tale of three kings and that book has so uh man it's messed me up
2: by gene edwards Um, yeah
0: by gene edwards yeah, yeah so everyone should go buy that um it's It's ultimately a book about church hurt is kind of like the focus of of how he did it, but it's it's taking the story of Saul, David and Absalom and like making it just a story, just a story narrative form uh, of of that and and kind of draws out some of the, like their inner thoughts and like some of those conversations between uh the characters of those stories and i I've been overwhelmed in this place of like I, th- I think now we are such a we want things immediately we want things to happen quick we want we want that sozo moment for those those who understand what that means uh, you know like we want this moment where everything just changes and we're good and we can move on and do the things God wants uh, and God is just not concerned about time the way we are and so He just takes us these long like sometimes really long seasons of just like let me form your character let me deal with these these places that you don't even know are there. And there's a section of that book that that really rocked me. And I went back to try to find it. And I I can find the, the piece of the story, but it doesn't even say what I thought, what I drew out of it. So I was like, <laughs> unless I'm missing it somewhere. Uh, so I think Holy Spirit just like spoke to me through <laughs> it. But basically there's the, the scene where David's in the cave of, of Adullam. I think it's the cave of Adullam. Absolum, it might yeah. be a different cave. Uh, yeah. And so anyways, he's in the cave. Saul comes in, you know, to pee on the wall or whatever. And David's right there. The mighty men are right there. They're waiting on David to go and kill Saul. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, God, finally, like you've been anointed King. He's delivered Saul into your hands. Now is the time. And David lets Saul leave and doesn't kill him. And the scene pulls out the anger, the frustration of, of, I think it's Joab, um, Uh, just how angry he is at David and there's a scene of him just almost like yelling at David like we've lived like animals you're you're a king we're supposed to be a part of your kingdom like we're here with you we've lived like animals you had a change a chance to change everything for us and you chose to let it let it go like God delivered King Saul to you so that you could take the throne and 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 we can be royalty basically is what they're saying and and it's this like why would you do this to us? And you can just feel the emotion of it. And David, at least what I heard, <laughs> what, I, what in my head when I read it, David says something really profound. He says so, he says something along the lines of, "You were worried about me killing Saul in the cave." And he's like, "But I'm worried about God killing Saul and me." And that has so rocked me. Like that idea of. It's so easy to point fingers at other people and, and blame other people for the things that have happened to you or that you've been through or you've seen things done wrong and everyone thinks like, oh, I can do it better. But the truth is you can't uh, because almost all of us have have those things in us and we're going to go and replicate whether we want to or not. We're going to replicate the dysfunction, the, uh, all the messed up stuff that's in us, the mess that's in us that we don't even realize is there. It's going to come out it's happening all over the place. Like you've seen this and everyone's had an experience in, in church. It seems like, uh, like that where you've experienced somebody that seems like they're a soul in your life. And so, um, but the truth is like, it's not our job to take them out or anything like that. It's our job to let God work on those elements in us and that, that crushing. And so I think if I'm speaking to the hungry people right now, like, that might be my thing is just know him. Be okay Be okay with the fact that he's the one who raises you up and and can tear you down. Uh, he can put you on a stage. He can take you off it. I, I at this point, don't even have, like, I you know, there's a long time where I was like, okay, God, am I going to go speak again? Am I going to speak again? Like, I don't even have that desire anymore. And not that those things are even bad because uh, I know people go the other direction and they're against all that. I'm not against all that. I know that that's, that's part of... I'm I'm going to start speaking, and I've already scheduled one thing um, coming up in March, and so that's coming. Uh, but I'd much rather get all this out of me because I do not want to hurt people. I I stand before Jesus. Uh, I will stand before Jesus one day and give account for every person I hurt in the name of leadership, uh, and I know that, and I don't I don't take that lightly. I know that there's people I, I I've hurt and I had to repent for uh, for those things and, and walk through that with God. And, if I would have jumped right into, like when God God has pause again, uh, you know, like we're we're getting to the point where we're like, okay, beyond just being a, a local community of us that have moved out here, like we're gonna potentially open this up. Mm-hmm. It was at that point that God's like, okay, shut it all down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I I don't even know. I don't I don't even really want to imagine it. But I I don't even know what that could have, what could have come of that if I didn't go through this even deeper process. It's like beyond healing. It wasn't that I was I was wounded or broken or I had gone through the healing process, but then it was like tendencies. It was ways of thinking. It was like this, this extra layer. Mm. And so I just encourage everyone, like go through that process with God. And th- this speaks even to that, like having relationship with Jesus over things. It's so much easier to move into a victim thing. Like when somebody hurts you to see it as like, how evil they are, uh, how it was all their fault. Like it's easy to focus on that side of it. Uh, I would encourage you, uh, cause resentment is a dangerous thing. It, it destroys the human, the human heart. And so if you can get past that and realize like, Hey, there's this, there's this scene with, with King David, not in that book, but I, I actually might be in the book, but in general, uh, this story is always always kind of rocked me, where this guy's like cussing out David, yelling at him, all this stuff. And one of the mighty men goes to cut off the guy's head because you don't talk to a king like that. And David says, "Stop! This might be the Lord." And that story has has is is one that I hold really near, uh, near and dear to my heart because just because somebody hurts you uh, or does something that could be really stupid, could be wrong, could be evil. I And not that God's like causing evil or anything like that, but it's like, man, maybe God's using this and maybe that's the bigger thing that I need to focus on right now is, is God using this to form me versus I'm going to become a victim and and focus on that. Hmm. And it's like, you still need to heal of that wound and stuff. And that's not right that they did that. And there's all those processes, but like the bigger picture is I need to be conformed to the image of Jesus right now. And Jesus isn't a victim. And so, like, let the I want to let this thing form me. I want to let this this pain uh, with Holy Spirit begin to to help me relate to Jesus more, and let it deal with stuff in me that uh, you know. Oftentimes, we we get really frustrated at, at, at things that are actually in us, yeah. and like we get really frustrated at when other people manifest the things that are actually the deeper fears of our heart because we know it's there. Yeah. And so, being able to take those things and like. Wow, I just got to see what that looks like, so let God deal with that in me. Yeah, that'd be my encouragement.
2: Yeah, wow, thanks, man. It's an honor. I've been on the receiving end of this, and I'm pretty excited for what comes out in the months to come. Um, definitely, I think that just being on this side of things, the behind the scenes, and hearing you forecast what's to come, I think I, I, I do still hear the fire. If you will, I still hear Jesus. I still hear, make me like you. Um, if not more so today. Yeah. So excited, man.
0: Yeah. I haven't lost the fire. (laughs) It's still there. (laughs) It's still there. (laughs) I'm, I'm hungry for more. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the days ahead. And I, you know, I, I think people can hear this, hear a lot of this wrong. Um, you know, out of, out of fear. They can hear this sort of thing out of fear and like, oh, well, I hope God doesn't do that to me. I hope he doesn't take me through that or, you know, like I don't want God to take my dreams from me or anything like that. It's like, mm-hmm. man, like I wouldn't – I don't want to relive like the years of, of life that I've had over the last decade. Yeah. Uh, but I'm thankful for all of them. Like all my time following Jesus has been good.
2: Yeah, that's so and, good.
0: And and he's he's so – uh, he's so personal and intentional with how he walks us through things uh, and, and the things he walks us through. And and even just like, man, to really to the David stuff even more, like the fact that David could go from, you know, shepherd boy being anointed to a public victory against Goliath and, uh, you know, all of that to being in Saul's house to being in a cave, you know, to with a with a bunch of of misfits essentially uh to eventually on the throne and then you know later on being concerned like is my own son gonna you know throw me out of my kingdom and like having to walk through all of that but God has a really really beautiful process and I've seen that in my own life like I've seen I've seen the times when I've I've been anointed and feel celebrated and excited about what's going to happen. And then I've been in the times when he's like, okay, now go back to the field. <laughs> you know, and I, <laughs> I've, I've had the public victories and I've been in the cave. Um, and all those seasons have been really worth it, even though they've been difficult at times. Uh, it, it's, it, it's difficult to be in the cave when you know you're anointed, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it's worth it because ultimately and I think, and not that we need to go this direction, but we could we can see now with all of the people, all the public downfalls, all the all that stuff, like we can see the necessity of these seasons. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's I, I, I can't speak for them directly, but I would suggest that God is good and has probably invited everyone into these seasons. And a lot of the the people where stuff comes up it's because there were seasons that they were invited into that they didn't accept. Um, and so I would rather, I would rather give into the process and, and walk through it with Jesus than resist and try to do my own thing. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful for his intentionality. Intentionality.
2: Yeah. That's so good, man. I mean, I think, um, you're right. It, it kind of, um, I want to read this quote because this is what it made me think of. And um, it, it kind of circles back to um, just your initial point of like faith. Yeah. But I think that like for that journey, like I think it requires faith, right? Like it, it requires this faith in Jesus mm. that he is good, that he's not like doing this, to like spite you or whatever it is. Like it's actually yeah. because he sees the longevity of your life and what you're meant to carry. Right. Hmm. um and and so like i want to read this it's from oswald chambers uh (laughs) it says faith never knows where it's being led but it loves and knows the one who is leading wow so i'll read it again and you can think about it um but like i want to circle back to faith because like you know you and i have talked about john g lake we've talked about like moving out here like my story that I don't know. I don't remember if I got into it or we'll get into it. But, you know, like my story is like my wife and I, we sold everything, left our home in Missouri, got on the road, didn't know where we were going. We landed out here in Washington and he said, stay here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the short of it, you know, but like there's there's many, many countless stories of people doing this. Right. Like um, all the way back to Abraham. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm wondering, um, as I read this again, like I'm wondering if you could maybe like circle back to like this realm of faith and like, um, you know, just bringing in stories from like John G. Lake or like that, those kind of eras where, you know, you're you're like literally hearing or reading about stories where these heroes of the faith, quote unquote, are like selling everything, getting on the road, like moving to X, Y and Z and mm-hmm. then watching God explode. Like, because what I'm getting at is you guys have done that. But you're also communicating that you're like just chilling with Jesus. (laughs) So I'd love just to kind of hear a little bit about like, what does faith feel like in the middle of this pursuit of him?
0: Hmm.
2: If that makes sense, Uh, we can, we can kind of expound on it after I read it again, but, um, That's kind of what I'm getting at here. Um, So faith never knows where it's being led, but it loves and knows the one who is leading. Oswald Chambers.
0: Hmm. So good. Um, What does faith look or feel like? Uh, Man, this, this could go so many directions, but do it all of it <laughs> all of it um, i don't know i'm not i'm not an expert in 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 faith in any way uh i've had some wins and i've had some uh fails uh so uh, you know it's it's something that i'm learning uh, along the way i think i think that um i think that most of the time that if the the fails come out of This, like, need to know this, need to be able to explain what we're doing to people in a way that makes sense to them. Um, and so I think, I think what happens, at least in my own life, is like there's times when I will create a uh, a faith story around something, or like, hey, this is what's going to come out of this when I actually don't know. (laughs) know? (laughs) And, and so then it seems like failure because the thing that I was like trying to explain to other people, like what's happening in me and what, what God's stirring me for, I try to put vision around that. Mm -hmm. And in reality, I'm just making up something without even realizing it. And I think that happens a lot where people come up with how they expect that that's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think I've just kind of learned more and more. Like I would, I'd much rather just be on the journey with him than try to figure it all out. I'm, mm. I'm extremely visionary. I can plan out the next, you know, 10, 20, 50 years of my life, however long I live. Uh, I can plan it all out and tell you exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably gonna be wrong. <laughs> I can actually guarantee I'll be wrong. <laughs> and so I think that that's what often happens. and I've, I've kind of realized that um, is, um, faith isn't about always knowing exactly how it's going to look on the other end. It's Mm -hmm. just knowing it's knowing God's good. And it's knowing Mm. that he's going to, he's going to come through, Mm. um, you know, in that, in that moment, like he's going to come through uh, when, when it matters. And you can't always explain that to people. So you feel kind of crazy. And I think that there's a pressure uh, to do things that are, that align with quote unquote wisdom, you know, people like, sometimes God calls you to do things and people will talk you out of it because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, that isn't wise. And it's really their own fears or they don't get it. But when God's truly doing something in you, you're going to do things that don't make sense to other people. Now, you got to have people in your life, obviously, that are accountability and can say, hey, that's stupid. Don't do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, you Because know, as Chris Vallotton put it best, he said, the nature of deception is you don't know you're deceived. So you need people who can tell you no, that you'll take their no, over your belief. Uh, so you need that too. But, uh, us moving, us selling, we literally sold everything, sold or gave away everything we had. Same kind of story, moved out and did not know how it was going to work out. I had all these ideas. I had things I could tell you about how it was going to work out. Uh, most of them have been wrong.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Do you mind? Do you mind sharing? Just like, because it's, it's now like, what, what did you think was going to happen?
0: Yeah, well, like I said before, like I expected basically what was happening with fire in Columbus to happen here uh, pretty... I, I knew we were going to come and take some time off. I told people that. I knew yeah. that was going to happen. I, I expected to take off a year, maybe two, and then jump into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not what happened. God took us... He's He took and is taking us a very different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we're still going to have something here like... I don't, I, I, it was never a desire in my heart to plant a church, mm-hmm. but I, I did feel like a church in the sense of people gathering together as the body yeah. to commune together. And I, I, I always felt like that was necessary, but ultimately we want to raise up missionaries. Like yeah. we're here. Uh, I felt like we're here to, to, to raise up missionaries, Uh, both to Seattle, mm-hmm. like we're here as missionaries, but also, you know, to other nations and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I really expected it to look like fire, like just as if it was just transplanted exactly and started out here. And now it's, it's turning in, you know, much more into like, how do we create, um, well, I'll just go here. So I recently, like, this is really recent. I was, God spoke to me super clear and said, I didn't call you to build something in Seattle. I, I didn't I I didn't call you to start something in Seattle. I called you to build something. Or no, mm. that's not what he said. I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm tired. He said, <laughs> he said I, I didn't call you to build something. I called you to move something. Mm. And when he said that, it's like, you know, the nature of revelation is like something's revealed. So it's like all of a sudden you can see. And like when I heard those words, I didn't tell you to build something. I told you to move something. I instantly knew what that meant. And it was... I didn't call you to build a church or even a missions movement. I called you to move principalities out of the way and establish a throne for me. Yeah. Wow. And which is the apostolic. And I, I like the crazy thing is, and I think I've told you this uh, outside of here is like, I've taught this to people. Like I've taught this in other countries to leaders. Like I, like this is how you establish God in an area. It's what we did. It's literally what we did in Columbus is I I told my team I'm like we are going to give the principality the biggest black eye. We're going to punch it as hard as we can, and we're going to do it not by taking it head on, but we're going to do it by we're going to establish a throne for Jesus because he's enthroned upon the praises of uh, the praises of his people. So we're going to worship in a way that dethrones every principality as mm-hmm. much as we can in this time span that we're in Columbus, yeah. and then we came here and I lost that somewhere. Mm. And, and that's where God brought me back to that recently is just like, you, you know, you've, you've had this on your heart to build, Mm. like build a church, build a mission. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's part of it, but that's not why you're here. Like you're here to build, to, to move principalities out of this region. That's, that's why the apostolic, the prophetic will move into an area is to dethrone those things, to move them out of the way so that kingdom can be established.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's so, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> that, uh, obviously that fast forwards to now, right? Like <laughs> that's yeah. where you're talking 2021 right now. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that's a recent thing. Like you've been here for three years. Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah. So like, with, with faith in mind, man, like it, it almost sounds like it requires you more faith to like believe and trust and um, operate in what he's just said to you. Right. Yeah. Like then it does for you to like put all these systems into place or build, quote unquote, what you had in fire. It almost yeah. sounds like like it requires a more tangible, concrete, grounded Faith in the One. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a raw belief that he's he's good and he's he will do the things that he said he'll do, um, and that it's not it's not my job. Ultimately, I haven't done anything. Like I've a, I've made myself as yielded as I know how, so that he could do things through me. Mm. And it's easy when you've had victories. Uh, to go back in, into another situation that looks similar and want to go the exact same way you went. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Monroe, he, there's this clip of him talking and he talks about Samson and the jawbone. And he said, you know Samson uh, doesn't have a weapon. he's facing the, the Philistines, uh, Philistines, however you pronounce it. And he grabs the jawbone beats all these, what was a thousand people or something crazy, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the jawbone. And he said the church then would make that the way that they do everything from that point forward. And he's like, you know, we would, we'd have conferences about the jawbone. We would have first church of the jawbone. Like we would, you know, everything would be about the jawbone. Mm -hmm. And he said, but he said, Samson knew that that was God's deliverance in that moment. And then he had the wisdom enough to throw it away. Mm. And he said that that's where we've landed with traditions is mm-hmm. we, God uses it one time and, but we don't have the wisdom to throw it away mm-hmm. and, and be open or handed for the next thing God wants to bring. And so I think I was guilty of that, you know, like coming into this, it's like, I know how to build how we built in Columbus. I can come back here and I could do that. And I, I legitimately could, I legitimately could gather people. I could do the same thing. Yeah. But God wouldn't be on it in the same way, and no. it's, you know, I I don't I don't want to be, I don't want to be in a situation where God like looks and is like, oh, you did a really good job building all that. Uh, I'm over here if you want to join <laughs> me, but that that looks really good, you know, like, um, and yeah. I think I think that that's what COVID has exposed, right? Like, there's a lot of churches that they're realizing like leaders are having to reconcile that stuff in their own hearts and with God, like. how much of this did i do on my own because it is you know only the kingdom remains after things are shaken and a lot of stuff is falling apart and so i think it it does it takes a lot more faith to do it not in the way you knew before but Mm. in the way he's saying now Mm. and i think the old testament is like story after story of of that it's like how is god doing it right now through me um and what does that require of me
2: yeah yeah man, that's so good yeah, I, it, it, what's coming up for me right now is um, a memory I had actually, uh, I think it would have been from February of last year. So right before um, right before COVID hit, right, like February 2020, um, you know, I think there were like speculating that there were some cases like that we found out about later on, but like it wasn't like in full swing hmm. um, in the U.S., but I was sitting at this table with this elder couple, like literal elders of this church. It's actually a mega church. And they, they're uh, peculiar people, right? They're like probably in their like late 50s, early 60s. So have been following the Lord for some time. And I've been at this church for years and years and years since... Um, you know the founders founded the church um was neighbors with the founders was neighbors with the the current pastors you know and they're like a, I think they're seeing somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30,000 people over the weekend across like x amount of locations and i'm sitting at this table and this uh this elder Looks me straight in the eye, and he starts talking to me about what Jesus has been doing at this church, and this is behind the scenes of this massive megachurch that is doing some pretty cool, like humanitarian things. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was definitely presence on it, right? Yeah. Um, And he sits me across the table, and he starts telling me about what, like, where they've been at and what they're pursuing. Um, And he says to me, Vince, um, about a year ago, so this is February 2020, so February 2019, about a year ago, we were in like an elder pastoral kind of prayer meeting and like the lead pastor just has this strong stirring in his heart and in his spirit mm-hmm. about pursuing Acts Church. Like not in the way like where we're like replicating like, oh, yeah, we got to go out in the streets, all that kind of stuff, whatever. um But in like, what does it look like today? Like that tangible demonstration of Holy Spirit today. Hmm. And it was like it was like one of the most um, remarkable and honorable and humbling moments of my life. Honestly, sitting at this table and listening to this. Because it's easy to like. Perceive from the outside looking into churches that like they don't know what they're doing, or you know, they're not, or they're missing it, or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And then, like, I'm over here, like, sitting face to face with a gentleman that's been in the same room of this leader that has yielded everything literally to follow the Lord of yeah. this again, 30,000, 40,000 plus member church. He says to me that he started feeling this stirring about leaning into what that tangible demonstration of Holy Spirit and transformation in the Lord looks like and why they weren't seeing it. because he recognized that, yeah, they had a ton of people coming to church every weekend. Yeah, they did a ton of things in the community. Yeah, they saw they even saw salvations. but there was a tangible level of transformation and encounter with Holy Spirit with Jesus and the father that they weren't necessarily experiencing all across the board. And it was from that place that um, this guy told me, like it it birthed a massive shift in Mm -hmm. everything that they were doing to pursue this one thing. Wow, And it it made me think of this because um, I think that like I think that there's like when you study history, there have often been times and seasons for certain moves of the Lord. There have been times and seasons for certain displays of systems of culture, like you can you can even relegate it to things like Industrial Age or Iron Age, whatever it is, right? Like you can relegate all those things. And I think that like the Lord operates in all of that, right? Like, I think that there's times where he's releasing very specific things. Um, and I think that, like, to kind of piggyback on this, like, COVID's like, revealed a lot within the church. And there have been opportune moments for people to get alongside of it and allow the Lord to show them what the proverbial drawbone of today is. And what I'm wondering, man, is like, how do we um, navigate that as individuals, as leaders, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, whoever it is, but people that are following Jesus? Like, what would you say? Like, how do we navigate that with honor and um, respect and, um, and, and, and love, like genuine love? while you're watching your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, whatever it is, like, stumble over themselves because they, it, they it like, can't compute. They can't compute with the system that, mm-hmm. that God's releasing today. Does, does that make sense? Like...
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that I have the best answer for that, but I something that God's been really teaching me lately... Uh, more so than ever before in my life is to just love people where they're at Mm -hmm. and you know like you and I are both pretty we're includers like we like to include people we want to bring everyone along Um, and that's always my heart is like I'm trying to bring everyone along with me Mm -hmm. and 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 I, I think I think this is one of those areas like you can definitely have conversations with people but if they're actually in the place like you said where they can't they it actually does not compute to them what is happening or how what god's doing how to align with it i don't know that it's our job to convince them Mm -hmm. uh i think it's our job to catch it Mm -hmm. and and demonstrate it you know and so i think that um you know there there's uh I'm not friends with him yet, but I, I, I like Ryan Lestrange a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, he's a good example of that, where he tried to convince other leaders for a while that online church and all these things were the way to go to reach mm-hmm. the world, use the things that are available. Mm-hmm. The same thing that Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts is another example, you know, like uh, he, him, him knowing, like, we have to take advantage of TV. People, more people can sit at home and watch me on TV than can sit in my tent yeah you know like i can fill this tent only so far and mm-hmm. you know people are like oh it's the devil's box like don't don't <laughs> do anything with tv you know and 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 like i think you always are going to have those people that don't get it mm-hmm. but then you you wait a decade later and everyone was doing it or ryan lestrange's case like he had people absolutely convinced that he was doing the wrong thing mm-hmm. nasty comments all that stuff and then COVID hits yeah and People are looking to him like, hey, so what are you doing? Like, how are you doing it? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, so I, I think that's it. I think you love people to the level that they can receive love from you. Mm-hmm. And you you honor them. You honor where, where they're at. Um, and this isn't just in, in this instance, like just in general in life, it's so freeing to not have to control people or be frustrated mm. over them yeah. Like to just be like, Hey, you know, I, I really, I wish you were in a better place. I wish you got these things. I wish you could keep up. I wish you could go this direction with me. I wish you could be a part of this, uh, all, you know, but you can't be, you're just not there and that's mm-hmm. okay. I love you where you're at. It doesn't end our relationship. It doesn't, you know, any of those things, but I'm going this direction. And it's very much like how we saw Jesus do ministry, right? Like yeah. he's like, Hey, I got, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, there's this kingdom, it's a hand, here's some <laughs> miracles showing you how amazing this kingdom is. I'm going this way. And, you know, and, and there was the, there were those who could keep up at, le- at least somewhat, <laughs> like, yeah. like, and follow him. And then there, there were those who were offended, um, And I'd like to think that some of those uh, some of those people that he impacted throughout those years. I I mean, there's no way of really knowing this, but I I believe personally that some of the ones that he had been impacting were part of the 3000 that came in in one day where they're like, Mm. oh, now, now Now I get get it. it. Now, now I see. Wow. Um, And so I I think it's I think that's what it's about. I think it's just you you do what god's telling you to do like this goes back to the faith thing mm-hmm. there's there's systems of the church and things the way that the jawbone or whatever our weapon is right now is going to look different yeah. for those who grab a hold of it there will be those that are still using the jawbone they'll probably still defeat some enemies yeah um but they're not going to be used for the next thing they're not going to usher in the new era of the church or mm-hmm. or the new thing that heaven's doing mm-hmm. in the same way and that's not a reason to look down upon them, but it's like all of its heart, you know, right? Like, yeah. I, I can sit and focus on what they're not doing, or I can just, you know, do what I'm called to do really well. And I think there's a lot of temptation, especially when you're somebody who can see the issues like the yeah. church in the church, for example. Yeah. It's like we can sit and, and, and be sidelined critics of the church all day, mm-hmm. or we can say, hey, I've actually just you know, I, I recognize that actually is wrong. Those yeah. things are wrong. Yeah. Uh, that's not the way to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it my, the way God's given me and I'm going to do it really well. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have grace when those people come, whether I'm going to have grace if they don't come and I'm also going to have grace if they do come and say, Hey, how do I do this? Well,
2: yeah. Yeah. That's so good, man. Yeah. I, I think mainly uh, why I was sharing or going that direction, man, is because like I, I was reminded, um, of a friend that I had a conversation with who is on staff at a church, a mega church. Um, I think they're like, yeah, they're, they're decent size, right? Like they're probably seeing like 2000 people over the week. Um, but I had a conversation with him and he expressed all these frustrations because I mean, he had some like pretty tangible moments with the Lord where God was like downloading processes systems to put into place or to implement and he was like going as far to say like hey if you do this like i'm gonna come in this way pretty bold right mm-hmm. um and backing it up with like testimonies and um, just the history right of this individual and um yeah he was mentioning to me like how uh, 2020 was like actually really depressing for him Because he would have these moments with the Lord and, like, they'd be incredible, right? Like, where he's, like, being downloaded, like, literally the vision of heaven for the church. Hmm. And um, he would present it and then they would take it and run it, like, in a different direction. Yeah. Right? And so, like, I think it's really good what you're saying is, like, man, it's a heart thing and it's a love thing. It's a posture thing, you know? Um, my like encouragement to him and probably to anybody that is listening, that is in a similar um, place is like, dude, at the end of the day, like when God shows you things like that, like your only responsibility is to be obedient with that and then run back to him.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, and that's, that's the heart thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Like, am I looking for approval of man? Am I looking for approval or fear or whatever it is to dictate what or validate what i'm i'm hearing or seeing or sharing or yeah. is it enough that i'm here with heidi baker's coined it many many times the audience of one
0: yeah well that, that even makes me think back to the david thing yeah once again yeah i, I mean that's where i'm at so it's just gonna keep coming <laughs> up uh you know he got to see how Saul was doing it, but until the throne was his, the throne wasn't his, yeah. You know, like he was anointed, but he has his way of doing it. And and what he did is he just did his way of leadership, which was gather misfits and worship. Mm-hmm. Like, he they got they were transformed by the way he worshiped in the cave, yes, and that's what made them mighty men because yeah. they were criminals and outcasts and all these other things before meeting David. But something about being in a cave with him worshiping Mm
2: -hmm. transformed
0: them. And that was his way of leadership. Mm -hmm. And, and so you can totally be who you are, uh, you know, and, and you can even stay, stay where you're at. Like, and that's, that's kind of the hard part. And that book talks about that a little bit is like, you can actually be planted at a church that doesn't agree with the same model as you Mm -hmm. and still honor, still love, still serve, still fight for heaven to move there. Uh, you know, and, and, Actually, disagree with the leadership, and and it's okay, and you can honor them in that. You don't need to override them. You don't need to turn people against them. Yeah. And and one of the things I realized uh, in the book it talks about this is uh, David didn't leave until Saul pushed him out. But then later on, it kind of brings out this other element of it is uh, you know so David didn't leave Saul's house until he was like really pushed out. So the, it was the point like Saul's going to kill him if he doesn't leave. Yeah. But the other the other element is. David had to leave because if he didn't, more people would have started following him than Saul. Yeah, and wow. he actually would, he actually would have taken the throne too soon, um, before it was even God's timing. Yeah, and which is interesting. And there's actually times that that happens in our life, and I, I realized some of that in Columbus. Like there was some danger of uh, you actually can be responsible for a church split if you don't leave. Yeah, you know, like like there's those times when you actually become forced out of something. But for the most part, like, we can take that stuff and we can sit there and let that make us frustrated mm-hmm. at people. Or we can allow that to impact us and, like, hey, did I do what I was supposed to do with this? Yeah, Because yeah. God will, he really will honor that. And I, I think, too, like, I think sometimes we receive those words in the context of where we're at. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that that's actually for for another time mm-hmm. and so i think it's really easy as we're like getting those downloads from god not saying this is exactly a situation in right. his case but yeah but sometimes we're getting those downloads like there were things that i was seeing at the last church i was at that uh some of it they're doing now. Mm -hmm. uh, And then some of it uh, I tried and it wasn't being received. And Mm -hmm. I've just kind of realized like, oh, well, that wasn't really even for them. And so like, it's actually the wisdom of the leadership to not do those things. Uh, And it's, it was lack of wisdom on my part to share those things, Mm -hmm. um, thinking that they needed to do them. Mm -hmm. And really it's for things that I'm going to be doing. And so there's times that that happens too, where it's like, this isn't even for now. Yeah. And God's just showing us something that to to prepare our hearts for. Yeah,
2: that's good, man. That's really good. Yeah, that's a good call out. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cool, man. Well, um, I think I wanna um, just kind of also probably land with this, honestly. Um, is is just kind of, you know, where you're at today, like like you know, I know that we've talked a lot about transition and, uh, for whatever reason, this tale of three Kings stuff keeps coming up. So I'm more than thrilled about that. I think that like, if I can just speak candidly to, um, your heart today versus, you know, where you were at a few years ago, like, I think it's stronger. I think it's more confident. I think it's, uh, more zealous for the Lord. I think it's, I think it's just an increase all over. Right. Um, and I think it's it's just a more well-rounded, um, mature Ryan Rhodes that I see today than I did, you know, a few years ago. I'm not saying you weren't then, but like there's an evident process of this refining and, and pressurizing and this, um, yeah, this just refining. I'll, I'll use that word hmm. that has kind of like cut you down to like the core of who you are and the gem, right, that's, being, hmm. that's been hidden uh, or that's been needing to be you know, um, yeah, just worked with a little bit. Um, so I'm watching you as you're like stepping into, um, destiny. Can I use that word destiny? Um, that probably is not what you had initially anticipated, but I'm also watching you probably the happiest that you've been
0: that's for sure. Right? Like
2: in the past three years, like mm-hmm. probably the most liberated and happy and free. than I've been with you the past few years. So can you speak to that a little bit? Just kind of like what's coming alive in you? Like why? Why now? Like what? What do you sense in the air? Like <laughs> things like that. Right. Like what is it? Yeah.
0: um, I could probably speak to a few different things on that. One, I, I, so I've had this, like, since I've known Holy Spirit, I've had this consistent call. It's been called out by prophets and and everything, like, this twofold thing where it's, like, ministry, specifically the apostolic, preaching, teaching, raising up disciples, nations, all that. Mm Mm-hmm and business Mm -hmm. and like having this whole other aspect of me and i've been in sales for years and stuff but that's that felt always so you know at the same time we were like always struggling (laughs) like not doing well like financially and stuff and it wasn't until being here that we were actually in a place where i'm like i'm making three times more than i've ever made in my life (laughs) you know like it's, in, it's incredible and and all of a sudden like new possibilities begin to open up but I never really had faith for the business side like I always knew it was coming kind of thing but it was like it's gonna take an act of God to for anything like he's gonna have to hand me a business or somebody be like hey I want to pay your salary so you can like do what you, you're called to do <laughs> um, and so like it, it's it feels like it's the most complete uh me that I've had mm. where it's like God took me out of ministry long enough to like establish business Mm -hmm. and like, and start to build that up and and create some connections and, uh, you know, where I could be mentored and, and walked into some of this stuff. Um, you know, and then there's everything with dive, which will be more and more public soon. Um, you know, and just like opportunities that I didn't, I wouldn't have taken the time to do, uh, if I was doing ministry, like if we came out here and fire replicated itself in Seattle, Mm -hmm. Um, none of this other stuff would be happening, mm. and so it's created this this, uh, this opportunity to step into those things, and I can I can feel him bringing both together, mm. uh, which is really cool. The other thing is I am, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, I am born for war. <laughs> I am I'm just not somebody who does well in times of peace, uh, and and not not in the sense of like I'm not okay, but in the sense of like i'm born to be on the battlefield mm-hmm. and i'm not i'm not a peacetime leader mm-hmm. uh i'm just not i i can be but uh i'm just not great at that um i'm i'm meant to be like tearing stuff down and and going after stuff and things are falling apart i love the chaos like i love coming into chaos and bringing order bringing bringing heaven's wisdom like and has never been a time in my lifetime, like now, uh, that has been, it's just such an opportunity for people who can hear heaven, who aren't, aren't going to back down, uh, who believe in a real gospel, who actually, who, who know Jesus in a real tangible way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's never been a greater time for, for us in the U.S. Mm-hmm. A- as right now. At least that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe there are seasons like this that, before my time, uh, but in my lifetime this is it like this is the like this is where generals are made mm. you know like this is where uh, heroes are born mm. um you know like Winston Churchill's a good example of that he was, I was just incredible... thinking
2: about him dude
0: you yeah, like he was an incredible wartime leader yeah but he was uh he was basically kicked out of office twice I believe <laughs> uh you know but it was during peacetime mm-hmm. no one liked him like they didn't like him in peacetime, but he wasn't created for peace. He was created to be a leader during war mm-hmm. and to make the decisions that were tough and, and to, to give the people hope. Yeah. And so I, I think that's similar in the body. And um, uh, Winston, uh, not Winston Churchill, C.S. Lewis has a quote. Um, hopefully I don't butcher too much, but basically the idea is if, uh, if war is ever, if war is ever, necessary then peace is sometimes sinful and say that one more time
2: say that one more time for us
0: yeah i i I hope i'm saying it right the the uh, the heart of the quote is there if war is ever necessary then peace is sometimes sinful (laughs) so there's there's times when when people are actually choosing peace Mm -hmm. and it's actually a time of war and it's actually sinful Mm -hmm. to choose peace in those moments Mm -hmm. um because it's actually cowardice. Yeah. It's it's we don't want to face that. We'd rather we'd rather have a, a semblance of peace, something that looks and feels like peace, than have authentic peace. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sons of God are peacemakers. Sometimes mm-hmm. we actually have to go to war to make peace. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's where our country's at. I think that that's where the church is at. Where people would much rather sweep things under the rug and just kind of act like they don't exist right now, mm-hmm. than actually like have stuff revealed, have hard things revealed, have ha- you know see how messed up our government is, mm-hmm. see how messed up our churches are, how messed up our leaders are, how how the church is attacking itself, you know, from every direction right now. We can't agree. We don't like each other. <laughs> uh, you know, like our economy's messed up. COVID stuff has people, some people so in fear and some people arrogant and mm-hmm. just don't care about anybody else mm-hmm. and like it's just it's just this crazy time. Yeah. Uh but for people like me, I would rather have it all revealed, get all the mess out there and let's just go head on <laughs> yeah. and, and deal with it. And so for me, like, this is a I'm excited. <laughs> like I'm excited to be alive. Yeah. Like that, this is what, this is what I was created for. And I'm sure there's people are listening that you're like the same way, like you're stirred. And like, this is, it's like, I'm ready to go to war and like make the biggest throne for Jesus in my city and my nation that I can yeah. and in the nations of the world. Yeah. And, and like things like, uh, you know, I, I took some flack on, uh, on Facebook for posting this thing about, you know, people are so scared of the, the devil and the devil come knocking, like on the church door or something, and like we just want to hide in the church. And I was like, "Let the devil come." Mm-hmm. And you know, like people don't like that, but like there's just such a, a fear of anything that doesn't look like kumbaya, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and everything perfect. And and I, I just I want to see I want to see the real gospel manifest. Yep. And so. I think that's why. I think I, I'm I'm more alive today. I'm more happy today. I, I have loved the family time I've gotten. My marriage has grown. My ability to be a father has grown. My business sense, uh, I, I I actually am intellectually, I don't know how to quantify this, um, but like I know that God has actually transformed my brain <laughs> so that I'm actually intellectually on a different level as far as business and some of those yeah. things than I was before. Yeah. Uh, the way I understand it and and, and process information has changed uh, which is something I actually had asked God for years ago mm-hmm. um, and he's been doing it and so yeah. like I just I'm feeling those like that convergence point of of those pieces coming together that make up who I am uh, make up what I'm actually on this earth to do mm-hmm. um, they're coming together and all the while I, it's open-handed enough that like God could take it all away and I'm like I'm good. Yeah,
2: yeah, so. yeah. That's really good, man. So many things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so good. Cool. Well, I think I'll, I'll uh, kind of let you um, finish here. I think we we have quite a few episodes lined up.
0: Yeah,
2: you got some it's exciting guests that you alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. Pretty pumped about that. Um, yeah, I think obviously the tale of three kings has come up quite a bit in yeah. this time. <laughs> so if uh, if you're listening and you're like, well, if there's one thing I should take away, it's probably that one <laughs> for somebody. It's it's Gene Edwards, G E N E Edwards probably a link or something will be posted here yeah and um,
0: here how about how about this how about the first five people to share this and tag me in it on your social media somewhere i will buy the book for them oh
2: it's a great book honestly it's it's a yearly read for me for this guy for vince Um, it's absolutely a yearly read and it's short it's really quick i think i finished it the first time i read it i finished it in like an hour and a half yeah. Um, and it like stuck with me for years and years and years. So yeah, go get it. Um, yeah, man. Well, I, I guess to wrap up here, um, you know, you, you hit on a lot just now. That was like a big, big thing that you just said. I'm not sure that everyone is going to catch that, but it's a big, big thing. And I've been sensing it, sensing it this whole year. Like, I feel like there's a grace and an invitation to walk into yeah. that Courage for the hour. Yeah. And I feel like you're living fruit, you're living, um, the living, story example that you're stepping into that and accepting that invitation as a yes. Um, yeah. And then I think that there are some people that uh, there is an invitation that's extended that maybe, maybe does go against the grain for you. Like, maybe it does. Maybe it's just like, no, man, I'm I'm like, I'm willing to just hang out in the background in the shadows, not doing anything. <laughs> but again, like, faith is the one, uh, is the substance, right? Like, and and I think that I'm kind of um, paraphrasing and like making my own version of, of this definition. But like, faith is substance in him, man. Right? Like, and I think that if we're following him, like, there's always faith enough. There's always courage enough. There's always love enough. There's always enough in him. Um, and so I think that like, if nothing else, even if you are more inclined towards keeping peace rather than making peace, staying in the shadows, submitting to whatever, um, maybe this isn't your invitation to get to know Jesus even more intimately. Mm. Um, and just yeah. like pull on heaven, pull on his garment, and go after him.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Cool. Awesome. Well, Vince, thank you so much for interviewing me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much. If you've made it to the end of this podcast, I know it's a little bit long, <laughs> but uh, thanks for sticking with us. And uh, I really, really, really uh, appreciate all of our listeners and anybody who's taking the time to do this. So please share uh, with your friends and family, share on social media, all that sort of thing. If you want to support uh, what we're doing, you can do that. You can go firemovementcom slash support uh, there. You can give one time if you'd like, or a monthly gift, however you'd like to do that. That just allows us to expand this, to, to grow what we're doing, to reach more people. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. And uh, that is the season two relaunch and uh, look out for some more great episodes.